Welcome back to EV News Daily. Coming up today, a cheaper Vauxhall Corsa, the Volvo EX30 prepares for launch, and we'll talk e-cargo bikes. Plus, stay tuned, because later in the show, I'll tell you what the standards body, SAE, is saying about the future of vehicle-to-grid charging. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are in the world. Welcome to EV News Daily, your trusted source of EV information. For Saturday, 24th of February, I'm Martin Lee, and I go through every EV story so you don't have to. Uh, The Patreon supporters get the episodes ad-free, by the way. You can be like them by clicking on a link in the show notes. We'll start with news of California's sales dominating the US market. Fully electric vehicles, not just all plug-ins here, but full BEVs, was 21.4% of all new car sales in California for 2023. Plug-in hybrids added a much smaller amount, 3.4% of the state's plug-in vehicle sales. Uh, So a huge preference for BEVs. Often we'll see maybe 50-50 in some countries or a a shift towards pure BEVs. Uh, But in California, it's just one-way traffic, really. It's all pure battery electric vehicles. Nationwide, EV vehicles were 7.5% of total car sales across the United States. California's high BEV rate obviously dragging that figure up. So I haven't got all the states here, but some are far, far behind and California doing the heavy lifting. Uh, California alone responsible for over a third, 33.8% of all pure electric EV sales in the United States. So that will only increase in terms of the other states catching up as infrastructure increases, and of course, as all of those other car makers will get access to the superchargers using the new J3400 plug. And so as those car makers all cut their own deals with Tesla for their drivers to get access to the V3s and V4 superchargers, it will make, and not all of them will be open, and the V2s we know won't be, um, but it will make long-distance travel, and even just owning an EV in some states, now viable where it wasn't before. So let's talk about SAE. SAE International has introduced a new standard for enabling vehicle-to-grid capability for Level 1, Level 2 charging, the J3068-2 standard, allowing for the certification, electrical certification of EVs through unique digital identifiers. What that does, it will allow utility companies to verify if a a particular EV, if your EV has this digital certificate, it will mean that it's authorised to supply power back to their grid connection, because that's a key part of vehicle to grid, and to doing it on scale, and not having the small trial projects, and to know whether the car being plugged in is certified, is capable, is safe to put electricity back into the grid. It facilitates utility to EV communication, enabling control over the electric vehicle. It enables the utility companies to control the power discharge to prevent grid overload and to compensate EV owners for supplying the power. For DC fast charging, ISO 15... 118-20 standard governs vehicle-to-grid operations but lacks the certain signals and functionalities for AC vehicle-to-grid, which this new standard addresses. Pilot programs have explored vehicle-to-home and the power supply because of challenges with integrating EV power back into the grid. It is complex, but it is being sorted out at scale and will potentially allow 
Not just these trial programs, but millions of EV owners to earn money by providing grid services and support to the grid when it needs it, not just to power your own home, but to supply your neighbours from your car. Now, there's also, while we're talking standards, the new J3400 plug, otherwise known as the Tesla plug. Then they kind of renamed it the NAX, North American Charging, NACS. That is really just a, a Tesla's brand name that was almost a placeholder because we couldn't call it anything else before it was a standard. Well, Tesla have given up, if you like, the control over that plug. It's now a standard. It's now called J3400. And it, it, we've always said, I've always said on this podcast that that connector was more elegant, was more lightweight, far less cumbersome than CCS1, more cost effective as well. And that integrates. So the, the J3400 plug, formerly Tesla plug, formerly NAX, that also integrates AC charging and that so they're bringing you know J1772 together with that as well in North America and so that will work with this new standard as well so that one plug that you'll use for DC fast charging that you will also use for vehicle to grid technology it's finally I think hopefully you know touch wood everything is starting to line up to have a really really bright future for North America single plug a more elegant plug solution as well and managed by a standards body so everyone gets access to it it's nobody's proprietary equipment anymore uh, charging manufacturers are going to introduce ac v to g as well and so again really really interesting that the chargers manufacturers the utility companies the car makers all with their own agendas all having to talk to each other through a standards agency all being done. I mean, this is so exciting. It is really complicated to talk about. I mean, obviously, it's an EV podcast, so you get it and I get it. But kind of with with lay people, they just want to know that it's going to work when they buy the car and the charger. And it will, by the sounds of it, by the look of it. I can't wait to see this develop, progress in operation. It's going to be so exciting. Okay, let's move on and talk BYD Dolphin, the new edition debuting with a price cut. The Dolphin Glory Edition we can talk about. Uh, now have, I have the pricing of that, it, four different versions. And I can now tell you it starts at $13,800 US dollars equivalent. It's 99000 RMB. The starting prices are now a 14% price cut. I've talked about this recently on the podcast and this this vehicle, uh, but it's a 17,000 RMB price cut. It's BYD's most aggressive pricing since the new Chinese New Year. Uh, the entry-level Dolphin model now offers 302 kilometers. That's CLTC uh, at the lowest price point, and maybe that's what... 220 or 250 in the real world's upgrades have new suspension, new adjustable steering wheel, new seat ventilation, wireless phone charging. Dolphin came out in August 2021 on their e-platform 3 as part of their Ocean series, now starting at what is the equivalent of, I know you can't really do the numbers, but you may have to do a little bit, you know, thirteen, fourteen thousand dollars is incredible value. Now, let's talk about trucking and MAN, truck and bus announcing the establishment of their battery repair centres across Italy, Denmark, Norway, Austria, Belgium, the Netherlands, France, Poland and the UK, with more European locations coming soon. MAN is going to channel millions into the expansion over the next two years 
adding to the existing hubs, which they've got at the minute in Germany and Spain. The network expansion aligns with the rollout of the new MAN e-trucks. 700 orders for those already, and the portfolio includes over a 1,000 electric city buses and electric vans sold in Europe. They will all require servicing at some point. Now, you can't rely on every country having their own independence, people trained uh, with the right certification. So MAN are doing it themselves. And MAN customers in each country, they, if there is an issue with the battery or a module, these vehicles are going to be doing hundreds of thousands and millions of miles. In some cases, there'll be some maintenance uh, rather than those batteries currently being sent back or the cells or the modules for a fix in the minute at the minute, which is back to Germany and Spain. Um, there'll be much more localized maintenance. And that just makes a huge amount of sense. Now, let's talk about one of the headline stories today. And that's the Vauxhall Corsa becoming the UK's most affordable EV, at least until we get the Dacia Spring here. Uh, Vauxhall introducing the new Corsa electric trim level, reducing the base price by £5,500. The Corsa, yes, is now 26895 That just undercuts the MG4 and the Fiat 500. Not by much, but just. Um, the model is powered by a single front motor, 134 horsepower, 50 kilowatt hour battery, 221 miles WLTP range. And of course, the spring will come from Dacia, maybe £17,000, but it's going to be very, very slow charging. And on some cars, just AC charging. You can option it with DC fast charging, but that will be very, very slow. Whereas this does get reasonable charge speeds on a reasonable battery as well. So yes, it's more expensive, but this Corsa in a yes trim, um, which comes on the 17th of April this year uh, with new alloys, new sports seats, new instrument display, new 10-inch touchscreen with Apple CarPlay and Android Auto is a much more premium affair. It is more expensive than the, the Dacia Spring, obviously. Um, but with LED headlights and rain-sensing wipers and climate control and keyless entry, it's a really compelling vehicle. Look at the monthly price of this. Not that I've got those breakdowns yet. And I think Vauxhall will entice many customers um, to get into this vehicle. They're also doing one year's free charging at Tesco supermarkets. Now, there are many DC fast chargers at Tesco's. The old pod point stuff, normally AC, odd bit of DC flight floating around, and that'll be very good. I'm not a huge fan of, of doling out free charging with electric vehicles. I think it devalues charging because no one gets a petrol car and gets given, you know, the first year's free petrol because everyone knows that petrol and diesel cost money and so does electricity. And so I, oh, the free charging stuff, I'm not a fan of. I totally get why some buyers of some cars are reassured by that or incentivized by it as well. Okay, moving on. And Volvo's EX30 is going to be on the market very soon. With the infotainment system, one of the things that the initial reviewers picked up on being, you know, different to what has been in Volvo's so far, the new EX30 compact crossover will get improvements, say Volvo, in the infotainment as these things are rolled out, it's minimized physical buttons. So it's got a big, large touchscreen in the car to save money and to save on costs. Done all through software, but the functionality did get some criticism from the early reviewers. Now, there, there are delays to that vehicle and Volvo clarifying that 
There are some minor improvements being made, but it's not holding the vehicle back. The UK gets the EX30 in early March. So very, very soon uh, to coincide with the registration plate, we get two rego plate changes a year and it's coming out for the new registration. Uh, comprehensive reviews of the EX30 should be out soon as well, I think, when the embargo lifts, at least here in the UK. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we'll talk about e-cargo bikes and Ken Powers next. Well, maybe you heard an ad, maybe you didn't. If you'd like to get your podcast ad-free, or just to support the work that I do, to spread the word about EVs, about renewables, about batteries, and it's, I, I think, increasingly important to ensure that there is, you know, reliable information out there that uh, that is funded by the listeners of the podcast. And I'm not desperate for ad clicks, and I'm not desperate for so many of these mainstream articles that are sort of doom-mongering around EVs. Uh, that's not my business model. It's not how I make my money. And so um, not how I pay the bills, and I do that with Patreon, and it's thanks to you that I'm able to do this. And one of the perks, benefits, is you get an ad-free feed. Uh, Patreon, patreon.com slash evnewsdaily. Let's talk Kempower collaborating with a Swedish energy storage company. They're called Polarium or Polarium. And they're going to incorporate battery storage into future Kempower DC fast charging stations aimed to boosting the power output of Kempower chargers, benefiting electric trucks without the need for expensive upgrades to the grid. Because that is where things can get really expensive really, really quickly is when you have to upgrade the grid. But putting in battery storage does undo a lot of that expense by utilising a battery buffer uh, that is always being charged, trickle-charged, if you like, although often it's at, you know, 50 or something, 100 kilowatts, but uh, we'll call it trickle-charging, in, in comparison to the really big juice that will be going into commercial vehicles and trucks. Kempower can offer higher charging capacities than what a direct grid connection will support, supplying additional power on demand. Uh, the solution is not only applicable to individual fast chargers for EVs, which avoid the need for a medium voltage connection, but also supports the more demanding requirements of commercial vehicles. Kempower highlighting that current grid limitations uh, is a big obstacle to fulfilling the anticipated future demand of commercial vehicles, and that will be solved with, they think, uh, some battery storage in the right place. Now, let's talk FedEx. And here in the UK, FedEx Express in London are rolling out more and more e-cargo bikes. Now, these are four-wheeled cargo bikes, and they've got the closed-off area behind. They're like minivans, if you like, but they are bikes uh, for keeping the parcels dry. And they even have little canopies that come over the rider as well. Electric cargo bikes, FedEx say, are going to be a huge part of the solution for last-mile deliveries. They're eco-friendly. It's not burning anything like diesel or gasoline. Uh, the e-cargo bikes are not only good for the environment, but provide the advantage of navigating city streets more quickly, smaller than a combustion vehicle, more cost-effectively as well. Uh, they're enclosed, so the driver's protected, the cargo's protected, and there's ample space in these vehicles for last-mile deliveries. The adoption of e-cargo bikes by FedEx in the UK underscores, they say, 
the growing interest in micro-mobility solutions, particularly in urban areas as well. Very efficient and very, very low operational cost. Using e-cargo bikes for these deliveries allows for faster routing as well and eliminates any kind of tailpipe emissions. An ideal choice for these kind of specific use cases. And that's your podcast for today. Thanks for listening. And thanks to our premium partners, Porsche of the Village in Cincinnati, Audi of Cincinnati East, Volvo Cars of Cincinnati East, National Car Charging on the US mainland and Aloha Charge in Hawaii. Derek Riley from Nevo.ie and the Nevo EV Review Island YouTube channel. Octopus Electroverse, global public charging made simple with one app and one map. And Lease Plan Electric Moments, providing all the tools and guidance EV drivers need. Have a good one, Cinemori. And remember, there is no such thing as a self-charging hybrid.